0: what is up fanboys and fangirls welcome to another review point podcast coming to you of course from fanboysanonymous.com and of course i am your host as always tony mango and as you can tell by the title and all of the stuff that goes along with that my target to review for this edition is jumanji the next level which is jumanji 3 or jumanji 2 if you're ignoring the first one None of which seems to really make a whole lot of sense as far as video games go with levels, but we're going to ignore that. and We're going to ignore plenty of other things when it comes to logic uh, when we talk about this movie. So before we get started, I want to uh, fill everybody in that is unaware of how this works, how this is going to work. I am going to do my spoiler-free version of the movie review first, and that's going to be kind of quick. And then after that, we're going to get into the spoiler section of that. So I'll give you a warning before we do that. And obviously, I invite you to do the same thing in the comments section below. Tell me what your thoughts are on the movie. So if you are listening to the audio-only platforms, you know, the Spotify, the iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever different things that are out there, if you are there, you can't leave a comment. They don't have the function for that. But hop on over to the YouTube channel, ring that little bell for the notifications, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already, like the video, and by all means leave a comment and tell me your thoughts. So, the first thing I want to get into is the spoiler-free section. So again, don't worry about having anything spoiled for you in this whole part. And this is just very generally speaking, is the movie a hit or a miss? What do I like? What do I dislike? All that other kind of stuff in the simplest sense. So, without getting into all the details, do I like the movie? Yeah, I like the movie. Um, If you have seen the previous movie, Welcome to the Jungle, and you enjoyed it, I kind of can't imagine that you would feel differently about this. It's basically the same movie. Now, they do change a couple little things up here and there, and of course, we'll get into that when we get into the details, but it's essentially a carbon copy. They hit many of the same beats. It's got predominantly all of the same characters they just add a couple more and they kind of just play with the formula just a little bit and the tone is exactly the same the action's exactly the same the comedy's still the same it's basically the same movie so I can't imagine that if you are the type of person who disliked that movie that you would enjoy this one because there isn't anything that's changed you know it's not like they're reinventing the wheel here and they're giving you something completely different that this time around, it's you know, you're really going to like it. If you liked it before, you'll like it. If you disliked it, you're going to dislike it. It's basically as simple as that. And I uh, saw it with a friend of mine and we both had the exact same immediate reaction once the credits came up, which was, you know, it was not that bad. I, it's exactly what I was kind of hoping that it would be. It, I, I got my value out of it. I got my laughs, that kind of thing. So I would recommend it in the sense that as long as you know what you're getting into, you're not going to be disappointed. Now, again, if you are going into this movie expecting it to be Oscar caliber, yeah, it's not going to be the case <laughs> because it isn't. I don't think it's going to get nominated for a single thing, not even special effects and all that. But again, we're getting that more in the uh, spoiler-free section, or spoiler section, I should say. And it's just sort of a yeah, generic hit. You know, it's not going to be some type of movie that I recommend to every single person. It's not the type of thing that I think is going to take the box office by storm. Then again, the other one did too. It made like $960 million or something crazy like that. This, I don't think it's going to do as well, and I think that's because the novelty of seeing The Rock isn't quite the same as what it was before. He's had a couple movies that haven't done amazing, and we've seen this before, so it's not like it's going against the type or anything like that. So it'll do well. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe it's a little underperform. I don't know, but it did its job as far as I'm concerned. So it gets a thumbs up for me. It's not the biggest thumb up in the world, but it's good enough. So with that in mind, now it's time for me to start the spoiler section. So warning, if you have not seen the movie yet and you don't want to know what happens in there, bookmark this, go watch it, come back listen to it later on. But by all means, if you do not care if the movie is spoiled, continue listening, just giving you a warning ahead of time. So we're going to break this down the way that I've been breaking down the other things in the making the grade kind of set up, which is three different things for storytelling aspects and three different things for technical aspects. And it's easier to get through the technical first. So let's go ahead and do that. Uh, The acting. The acting is on par, again, with the first one. There's a lot of just like, yeah, it's exactly the same as what the other one was. So it's uh, the type of acting that you would think would be in this type of movie. It's no Oscar caliber stuff. There's no huge performances that are just chewing the scenery or anything like that. Everybody's just sort of playing a caricature of what you would expect them to be. And when these characters are being played by multiple different people, you know, it's like, one person jumps into the different body of the other thing. That's where the movie has most of its fun, and I'll get more into that with the character side of things, but the acting-wise, when they start changing things up, some of them are really doing a great job, and some of them are kind of falling short. To be perfectly honest, I was a little bit disappointed with uh, Dwayne Johnson's version of Dandy DeVito. I know that that's really the major selling point of the whole movie, and a lot of the laughs come about from that, but it didn't quite land as well as I was hoping that it would. Uh, He does, you know, get to the point where you're, you know that that's supposed to be Danny DeVito's character and that's something that maybe if they would have gone through this a little bit longer, maybe if they would have spent more time together, then maybe he could have picked up a little bit more of his mannerisms and maybe the accent a little bit more because the voice was one of the things that was a little bit of a disconnect for me uh Aquafina when she's playing Danny DeVito she's kind of in the same sort of similar situation. Jack Black's really the one that does the better job I think out of everybody of playing the different versions of the characters. He's playing both Bethany and Fridge and mostly Fridge throughout the whole movie. But I think that he's the one that really stands out. He really shines. Uh Kevin Hart actually though, I don't know. See, Kevin Hart is doing a really funny job in the movie and his whole interpretation of how to be Danny Glover actually might have been my favorite one now that I'm thinking about it. I, I might give him the the nod over the um, Jack Black situation. Karen Gillan, unfortunately, doesn't get a, much of an opportunity to really do anything else. For some reason, they decided that they wanted her to just be Martha again. And I'm very curious why they went in that direction because, you know, she she did that the last time. So... If you're not really breaking new ground, then you know, they're kinda like, what are you doing? Why is she the only one that really doesn't get to play somebody else? That's that's pretty disappointing. I think that if I were Karen Gillen, I would have been like, hey, what the hell? Like Dwayne gets to be Dandy DeVito this time, and Jack Black gets to be Fridge, and Kevin Hart gets to be Danny Glover, and Aquafina comes in and she gets to play different people, and and I'm still just me? Like, I'm just still Martha, the same? That, that's very disappointing. So the acting, eh, you know, I mean, the kids are the kids. Uh, they don't really have the most amount of screen time in the first movie to begin with. You know, the previous one, the one that came before this, not the first movie, like the uh, <laughs> Rob Williams one. Obviously, they weren't in that at all. But it's mostly about the in-game characters. The kids outside of it, they only have a few minutes. So can't really judge them one way or the other. Same thing for even like Colin Hanks. He's just sort of there for a minute or apparently Ashley Scott was supposed to be in this movie and her character got cut or her character wasn't really there for me to notice. There's plenty of other people. There's like uh, Daniel Mar- uh, Ramirez, who you might recognize from Heroes. She's an NPC at one point, and I think that she did a, a funny little job there. There's... um. Reese Darby, who is Nigel, again, he does the exact same job. But you know what? That's actually a positive thing because his character is another NPC. He is repetitive. He's the type of character that's just putting out exposition. And in the first movie, he's just repeating the same lines and everything. And this time around, he should be doing the exact same thing. So he looks the same. He's saying it in the exact same tone. He knocked that out of the park. That was really good. Wasn't the biggest fan of Rory McCann as uh, Jurgen the Brutal, but then again, it's kind of a like, nothing role. There's not much to sink your teeth into with that one, so it's, it's a pass. And really, everybody else is just sort of there. I mean, there's guards and stuff, but it's none of them are really all that matter. So it's mostly the characters inside the game again, and when you don't give Karen Gillan somebody to really play around with, then she falls short. When you give Jack Black something to deal with, then he rises to the challenge. Kevin Hart, he does a great job. Dwayne Johnson, not as good as I was really hoping, and so on and so forth. So acting-wise, eh, eh, you know, one of those things. Visuals, um, there's obviously parts in this movie that the CGI stands out, and you can tell that it looks pretty fake, and there's other parts in the movie that I'm sure there's so much CGI that I'm completely unaware of. Whether it's, like, background elements or maybe the desert itself. Maybe the whole thing is fake. I don't know. We've kind of gotten to the point now where it's hard to tell when certain things are CGI unless it just looks bad. Or you know that, like, for instance, the Hulk is not a real thing, you know. So it's obviously, like, a flying horse is not going to be a real practical thing. And when you look at that, you can kind of go, oh, that looks a little fake. That stands out. Whereas something like, uh, for instance, just like the tower that they're walking towards, maybe that's all fake. And, you know, that looked kind of real. And it's a video game. So there's a little bit of leeway as far as if you want to try to explain some of the fake stuff It's just being like, well, it's big graphics in the game. But that's really just, you know, let's hand wave that. And, kind of make up an excuse. So the CGI overall is pretty good. The makeup, all that stuff. I'm not really too qualified to be able to be like, well, the problem with the makeup was this sheen is off of what I don't really know all that stuff all that well. So it looked fine to me. The costumes, they looked fine. The sets, same thing. It's all the visuals. If you want to just boil it down to visuals, they're all fine. they are hits the audio, the music, the sound, all that stuff. Same thing uh the soundtrack itself is not really all that much and the score is just background music there's nothing that stood out to me as far as bad or good so more so than anything if something doesn't stand out as bad then it's good enough it's just it doesn't have to be the type of thing that you're like my god i need to download that score because you know the force theme is so great or you know the main theme from the godfather is amazing or something like that You don't have to technically have something that's like catchy or anything just for it to serve its purpose. And it served its purpose in the movie. Good enough. It's fine. So another thumb up, another hit, even though it's not, you know, something I'm going to go crazy over. So let's go to the storytelling aspects. The story this time around, again, spoilers, is that the friends have gone their separate ways and they still keep in touch. Although Spencer has been struggling and he feels like he's back to be in the same weak person that he was before. And he decides to go back into the game because he wants to feel how it felt to be Dr. Bravestone again. Of course, they go in to help him. And a part of that is that, uh, Spencer's grandfather, Eddie played by Danny DeVito is sucked into the game along with his friend Milo, who they used to run a business together and they haven't been talking for 15 years. And, I gotta be honest, I feel like they needed to go through another pass. This movie could have been workshopped a little bit more and it could have been better because it feels almost like two different movies. If you were to tell me that somebody had pitched a separate movie of Danny Glover and Danny DeVito used to run a restaurant together and they were friends and now they're not friends anymore because they had a falling out and it's around Christmas time and. Danny DeVito's uh, character has a bad hip and Danny Glover's character is sick and, you know, it's kind of a little curmudgeon, sort of grumpy old men type of scenario. If you told me that that was one movie completely unrelated to Jumanji, I would buy it. I would think that they just wrote a movie that was like that and they just they didn't have a full script. It was just a treatment and they, f- for some reason, threw that into the Jumanji movie because, Really, when you think about it, and I know that this is maybe diving a little bit too deep compared to what most people going to see a Jumanji sequel would really care to. You know, they're gonna shut their brain off and just laugh at the jokes and stuff. But the purpose of the different people in this movie, it's not quite the same. Now, with Welcome to the Jungle, you had these four characters, and one of the criticisms for the movie is that one of the four doesn't really. Get any kind of character development. Spencer goes from being a shy, timid, nerdy type to feeling very courageous and getting a little bit more pep in his step, so to speak. Martha kind of is in the same situation. It's sort of just a copy and paste of that. She is very insecure. They don't really show it too well that she's insecure. They could have done a little bit more setup for that, but. She's kind of bitchy, she's kind of a loner, she's insecure, she's nerdy, that kind of thing. And being Ruby Roundhouse, she ends up getting more courage that way. Bethany goes from being vapid and self-absorbed to caring about people more, and that's the biggest arc out of all of them, and Fridge doesn't. Fridge goes from wanting somebody to do his work for him to, I guess, not? But at the same time, it's not like he goes through Welcome to the Jungle complaining that he has to do anything. He's complaining that he's the Mouse Finbar character. They didn't quite write Fridge all that well. So I was hoping with this movie that Fridge would get more actual character development. And this is going to lump into the characters with the story as well. Uh, Fridge is more so here to just be the guy that says... Oh my God, I don't want to do this again. And that's really still not all that much character development. Martha goes from, in the first movie, timid and all that, to having more confidence. In this movie, she has more confidence going into the movie. And what is her journey throughout this? She doesn't really have any. So that's another downside to that. Spencer, he has his situation of trying to learn that, you know, he's still viable and they still care about him and all that other kind of stuff. But I don't know. I think that they, they dropped the ball a little bit with that one as well. Because once he comes back into the mix and he's the Aquafina character, the Ming Fleetfoot, I think is what it was. Yeah. Uh, then it's more so just the gangs together and now we're going, we got to get home and everything. As opposed to them really like sitting down and talking too much about things or you know, trying to express their opinions throughout different action sequences. It's more so just we have to survive. There's that one little part where he and Martha are climbing the the mountain, I guess it is, I don't know. And they're, you know, kind of talking about how their feelings are and this and that. But I feel like that's just the, the one scene. Like, I don't know. They Again, they drop the ball with that. Bethany doesn't get much to do here. And you know what? It's weird because she comes into the movie as the most fully realized character. She's now not this vapid type of person, but suddenly she's the most mature. And you know what? It's like, you know, crap. Bethany out of the first movie and the second one, best character pretty much easily. And now, since she's not as big of a part of this movie, that was the downside to it. Now, she does come in later on. She comes in as the horse, and eventually she gets put in the Jack Black character. And I will come back to this point a little bit later on, but I would like to see, I would have liked to have seen more flip flopping between the different characters. I think that would have been more interesting. But story wise, I don't quite understand how they get this idea of the Danny DeVito character intersecting with the other ones, because it's not as if the movie is Spencer getting worried that he's getting old. And Danny DeVito representing that age is bad and, you know, he does say multiple times, getting old sucks, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. But that's not Spencer's story. Spencer's story is, I'm just a loser and I need to learn to get more confidence back. So it's weird because it's like, well, Danny DeVito's character and Donald Glover's character... Danny Glover's character, Donald Glover probably gets like so many times. Uh, Danny Glover's character is like they're, they're in like a different movie. Almost. It's really kind of strange. I think that if they would have done a little bit more work on this movie, they could have figured out another way to intersect all that. And then it would have been overall better. So the story, uh, I I got to honestly say it's a miss. And some of the things that come into this movie too, just as far as like the world building doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And again, I I joked with the whole idea of like, well, it's the next level. It's, you know, the first movie, but it's the second one. It's a follow up for this, whatever. Levels are not like that. You know, games have different levels, but the levels are the challenges. And then the game ends. And when the game ends, it's not that it's the next level. It's the next game. Now, they're calling it that because it's just another title, and the title's not a bad title, but at the same kind of perspective, how does the game change all that much? Now, the game's broken, and that can lead to some of the little glitches here and there, but, you know, oh, we're on level two, now suddenly you can start the game all over again with brand new characters and brand new villains and all the other kind of things that go along with that. And doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I know that there's people out there that go, it's just a stupid movie. Why do you care about this? Oh my god, just you know, just enjoy it, whatever. But plenty of other movies have ridiculous concepts and they actually do the work. This movie just wants to go, just fucking do it. You know, just shut up with the logic. Stop applying logic to my movie. I want to have this joke because I want to have that joke. And what do you mean that there's a it makes no sense for somebody to be able to pick a character that's a horse? wouldn't it be funny if the person was a horse then shut up and laugh at the horse. That's kind of how this movie treats it. And I don't really like that all that much because of the characters too. I mean, we got the same ones we got before and I would have liked to have seen a little bit more flip-flopping. As I said, I liked the parts of uh fridge being in the Jack black character, Shelly Oberon. And we only had about I don't know, 20 seconds or whatever it was of fridge being in Ruby roundhouse. I would have liked to have seen more of that. You know, split the difference a little bit. Maybe Bethany pops into the movie, and instead of her being the horse, and then the Jack Black uh, character, maybe she becomes Mouse for a little bit, or maybe she becomes the Aquafina character. I don't know. Like the Aquafina character, ugh, didn't like that one all that much. Um, kind of seemed like it didn't serve much of a purpose other than to just have some more representation in the movie. And I'm not opposed to representation in movies. I think that if you can incorporate different people from all over the planet in different ways, then that's great. But I do feel like a lot of movies shoehorn that kind of concept in there nowadays, especially. And ultimately, I kind of feel like they started this with the idea of, well, we like Aquafina. Let's put Aquafina in the movie. Well, what should she do? I don't know. We'll figure it out and that's kind of more so where they went about this as opposed to them going okay we we have a script and we we know where we're, we're, we're going to go here so what type of character can Spencer be filling into okay well he could do this he could do that he could do that i know we could make it this type of person and that type of character and we could get this type of actor or actress for it i kind of feel like they did the opposite that they started with aquafina and worked their way backwards instead of leading to the point where they were like and aquafina would be a good person to play that uh the horse is just... It's just a horse. It's stupid. Um, that was a waste, I think. I really liked the whole uh, Mouse-Finbar and Milo combination of things. And once Milo just became the horse, Milo fell off the face of the earth. So that was disappointing. Uh, Alex is just Alex again. I think that they kind of missed an opportunity to do something different there to maybe he could have gotten into the horse. I don't know. I I don't think that the horse is really a great idea to begin with. I probably would have replaced that with something else. But then again, I probably would have worked a little bit more on the movie. And as far as like the tone and the atmosphere and all that stuff, the comedy's funny. I laughed. I laughed quite a bit at the movie. I didn't like uproariously laugh and have my stomach ache and my Uh, you know, tears flowing down my face or anything like that. But I laughed quite a bit. So, hey, you know, it's good. The action is some good action. Not the best in the world, but good enough. Basically like the other movie. There isn't really any romance. It's not really supposed to be. So you can't really judge it on that. But I don't know how to really wrap that up. I mean, that's kind of... The best way to say it, I guess, is... It's a little bit disappointing because they could have gone in a lot of other directions that I think they could have had a little bit more fun with. If they would have played around more with flip-flop flip and the characters, I think it would have ultimately made a better movie. I do think that the villain plot and a lot of the things that go along with building this movie are just sort of flawed. So it works well enough for what it's supposed to be doing. You know, this is not some movie that... They would have been workshopping for years and trying to get hammer out exactly the right script. It's not like the most complicated thing in the world and it's not the most important thing in the world and all that, but it does drop the ball a little bit, so it is disappointing in that way. And overall, if I have to say, is it a hit or a miss? It's a very weak hit. It's good enough for people who are going into this movie having liked the first one. And I'm sure that If you felt strongly one way or the other, you're going to feel strongly one way or the other about this one too. So to round things out here, as I mentioned before, drop a comment below. Tell me your thoughts on the movie from the hits and the misses and everything in between. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done that already. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Check out the merchandise shops on Redbubble and TeePublic. And hit up the Patreon if you want to see more things for Fanboys Anonymous, whether it's the YouTube channel side of things or it's on the website itself. So obviously check out fanboysanonymous.com. And I, of course, always want to do more for this channel and never really quite have the time. So the best way to make sure that I have the time is to donate to the Patreon. Even a dollar goes a long way, especially the more people that do that. But there is the Pick Your Poison tier where you can request an actual special feature or some kind of gimmick of sorts and I will you know get around to doing that because that's kind of the whole point <laughs> and if you just kind of stay tuned for whatever else is coming up next then it's coming up next that's the way that it works and I'm pretty sure at the very least that you're going to be hearing from me as far as Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and I anticipate quite a bit of ranting on that one based off of the way that <laughs> The Force Awakens and Solo and Rogue One and The Last Jedi, in particular, made me feel. And uh, who knows what else is happening. But if you just keep checking fanboysanonymous.com, it's all going to be happening there. So thank you for all of your support in whatever way it is. And I will see you next time, everybody. But for now, it's time for me to geek out.